Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi everyone, it's Nick here, and welcome to another episode of Scale Up Your Business. So this week, we are going to go into purpose and mission. Now, I've talked about purpose and mission a bit, one of the earlier episodes, actually, because I think it's really important when you're thinking about your business that you are doing something which is above and beyond just the financial gain. Now, I know a lot of you, when you start a business, the reason you go on an entrepreneurial journey is because it gives you choice, it it gives you the potential to have freedom. It's certainly one of the big reasons why I have done what I have done. But if you find purpose in what you're doing and you have something which is bigger than just what you're doing in the business, so it's actually more about your life, you tend to be more successful. You tend to have a bigger why. And that's what I want to get into today. So I'm delighted to have on the show um, a fantastic gentleman by the name of Gerald Rogers. Now, Gerald Rogers is a coach. Uh, He focuses on how to help people create financial freedom while doing what they love and living their purpose. So over the last several years, he's literally led hundreds of seminars on this topic spoken on some pretty big stages, TEDx, um, being featured on in the US, ABC, NBC, the Today program, uh, all those sort of things he's been written up about in the Huffington Post. So I was really keen to get him on the program because as much as we go into you know the, the, the key parts of business, and I talk a lot about some of the things that you can sort of put into your toolkit, I'm also a big believer that you sometimes need to step back, slow down, have a look at everything that's going on around you and really sort of just just do a sense check of making sure that everything is how you want it to be. I'm often saying scale up your business, but it's also about scaling up your life. And Gerald Rogers is absolutely focused on that. That is his mission. And the thing I love about this episode, stick with it. It's pretty long. But as we get into about halfway through, he sort of takes me on a bit of a journey. And it's a journey for all of you, actually. So it's a bit of a a guided piece. So (laughs) enjoy it. It's a bit different. I don't think we've done that before in any of my previous episodes. But if you you go with it and, uh, and have a bit of fun, I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it too. So thank you for listening. As always, um, subscribe, leave a review. I hope you're getting great value out of Scale Up Your Business. And I'd like to welcome to the show, Gerald Rogers. Okay. Hi, everyone. It is Nick here and welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. Today, I am excited to have with me Gerald Rogers. Now, you know, I hate doing the introductions, but I'm going to embarrass you, Gerald, with an introduction. Are you ready? (laughs) transformational leader speaker coach train thousands of individuals how to discover their purpose step into their power and learn how to make their purpose-driven businesses profitable and live big that sounds awesome this is going to be right i can i can already tell from my audience that people are going to be right into this just by that statement but i'll let you do an intro for yourself as well (laughs) i love it i love it yeah so the work that i do for the last uh I've been an entrepreneur for 
you know, 25 years now, I've had uh, designed an art business. I was a real real estate investor full time, and then for the last 11 years, I've focused on hosting transformational workshops and retreats and seminars and doing high level coaching, helping people build their own purpose-driven businesses. And so I'm deeply, deeply passionate about helping people, number one, find and, and define their their purpose and then teaching them how to unlock that within a business model that that helps them live their dreams and make an impact around the world. Love it. Perfect. And what, just to kind of tell your story about that transition, you said you were doing stuff quite entrepreneurially and then you, I'm sure you still do that sort of thing, but then you went into helping people, coaching and doing what you do now. What was the transition for you? Um, that made you step into that world? Yeah, it's such a great question. I think uh, during the time that I was a real estate investor, I I knew that there was so much potential that I had in that business and, and so many things. And and uh, and during that period, I got introduced to the world of seminars. And I'd go to these events, I'd go to these workshops, and I'd learn these specific real estate investing skills. And I was so lit up by it about the possibility. But then I noticed that there was a big gap between what was possible and then what I was actually doing. <laughs> I noticed that even though I had the, the tools and even though I had the, the steps or the strategy, I was missing the psychology. You know, and, and what I discovered is there's four steps to being successful in business. There's psychology, there's skill set, there's strategy, and there's systems, right? And nice. I get like the it. information so I, I would be able to understand the strategy and, and the skills, but I was completely missing the psychology. I didn't understand why I would know what to do, but I couldn't get myself to do what I knew. And so <laughs> yep. in that space, I was yep. so frustrated because I would see all these other people getting all these incredible results. And I'm like, why the hell aren't I getting those results? And I was so frustrated. And then I got introduced to uh, a couple of my mentors that were focused on more of the psychology, the mindset, the personal development um, aspects. And I started going to those workshops and seminars and getting coaching around that. And, and I felt my life expand and grow exponentially. And I, it lit up my soul and, and helped me realize, you know, what was really holding me back from getting the results I wanted in my life. And, and what was the, what and, was the uh, that's, sorry, I've got you finish your piece. Sorry. Well, I, I just wanted to share, share that like during that time, also the universe gave me this amazing, incredible gift, which is complete and utter financial devastation. <laughs> when, <laughs> nice. when, the, when the, when the real estate market crashed here in the U S back in 2008, I was living in Florida at the time and I had nine properties that went into foreclosure. And just to give you a, one of the properties I bought, undervalued for $450,000 I invested in. Three months later, the market crashed. Six months later, I went into foreclosure. When it finally sold, it sold for $125,000. And so that was the same with all of my properties. So I just lost everything so quickly and, and was completely decimated financially. And, and during that time, and I call it one of the greatest gifts of my life, which I think most challenges are for us, you know, the reason why it's such a gift for me is because it forced me to ask the important questions. What is it that I'm really called to do on this earth? What really lights me up? And how can I make money while living my purpose? And I realized of all the things I love to do, the thing I love most is this deep inner work of transformation. And, and I loved helping people. And so at that point, I launched my 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 seminar and coaching business and and really turned all of my attention to how to 
help others master the psychology of success? I've got about a thousand questions in there. So <laughs> just to start off, because I mean, there's a common pattern I see with lots of people who are successful now, successful being both achievement and fulfillment, so not just necessarily wealthy. And there usually is a turning point, um, block in the road, crisis, if you want to go as far as that, which means they attribute you know, a lot of pain to that situation. They have to make a change. So yeah. what you're saying is for you is this kind of devastation financially. But, yeah. but what I also heard was that you, you wanted to join, go on this journey before that. So well, I, I, had, I had discovered the power of transformational seminars and coaching prior to this. So I had already begun the journey right. um, at some level, but that experience for me was a catalyst I needed to make the transition. And once again, at that time, it was one of the most painful things I ever went through. You know, I had four kids at the time. They were all young. I had to go on to welfare and food stamps. I had wow. to like, you know, lost everything. And in that space, you know, for a lot of us men, especially, and maybe some women too, when we have work and we have this, I had this identity of being a producer. I had this identity of, of around my money, around this wealth that I was building. And when that was all gone, I, I really had to explore who am I? without all of that. And fortunately, I'd been given some tools in my journey leading up to that, which helped me navigate that, but it was still a redefining period as, as those challenges often are for us. Wow, okay, amazing story. The first um, person who inspired you to go to a seminar, um, who was that? And firstly, what was the first thing you did? What was the first seminar or personal development event that you attended? Uh, in terms of the first event, it was uh, this guy named T. Harbecker. He put on this event called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. And I loved that event so much. Had so much fun. And it opened up so many um, possibilities in my life. And, and I even tracked back a little further and, and think about even before I went to an event, a friend of mine gave me the CD of this guy named Earl Nightingale. And for any personal development junkies out there, Earl Nightingale's an old classic from the 1940s and 50s and has this deep baritone voice and just talks about the power of thoughts and power of mind and, and all of these principles of success. And so since that time, I mean, there's been probably a hundred different mentors that have impacted my life in one way or another. And I'm constantly seeking, constantly growing and, and looking for more ways to to upgrade my operating system. Got it. Okay, fantastic. I think let's go a little bit deeper into that if you're comfortable, because I think what exactly so when you started to kind of get exposed to this what are some of the more powerful philosophies if you like or, or things that started to change and get you thinking you talked about the psychology got you really kind of congruent with with what you're doing now yeah i think that here, here's here's the principles that i would love to share because i know your audience is already immersed in personal development obviously they follow you and so they're they're seekers they're people that they've been around and they've they've been taught by a lot of people but let me share with you some of my perspective that I've discovered in my journey. The first perspective is this, everything starts with identity. Everything in our world emerges from who we think we are. We don't create from what we want, we don't create what we desire, we create from who we're being. And that identity is how we operate in our lives. So the amount of money you have, the type of relationship you experience, the body that you live in, all of these things are simply reflection of the inner blueprint or the inner identity that you have. And there was this guy named Maxwell Maltz who wrote this book called Psycho-Cybernetics. Yes, another great topic. <laughs> encourage everyone to read, like really fantastic. But he says something really interesting in that book. He says, he says this, you can never outperform your self-image. 
you can never outperform your self-image. You can say that you want to have a business that makes over a million dollars a year, but if psychologically you're stuck at the you know hundred thousand dollar you know mindset, you can't outperform a hundred thousand dollars. It's impossible. You can know all the right tools, you can know all the right steps, you can have the right strategy, you can have the right you can have all that, but without the million dollar psychology, it's not going to happen because you can't outperform your self-image. And if you do all of a sudden like making more money or having this windfall come in, you will find a way to get rid of it and sabotage it, right? Because everything about our identity is our, our, our brains are hardwired to keep us comfortable, to bring us back to this, this status quo, this place where we feel safe. And so all the work, you know, that I focus on within my events and that I've discovered for myself is how do you upgrade that self-image? How do you upgrade that identity? How do you shift that internal blueprint so that success is the natural outcome, not the difficult outcome? Let me give you a specific example. Um, so this is around health. Like there was a while in my life where I was overweight or I was exhausted. I had young kids and I would go to the park and every time I would go to the park, I would just be so tired just watching them play. And I, I, was, I was that fat dad that was just sitting on the bench just thinking, oh my God. And my kid's like, dad, dad, come play. I'm like, no, no, I'm too tired. You guys just play, right? And I was like pissed <laughs> off at him. Like, 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 how did like this, this guy become fat dad, right? Like I wanted to be that fun dad that was out there doing all these things that I knew I needed to make a shift. And so um, at that time, my inner blueprint was exercise is hard, exercise is painful. I don't have time for exercise. Healthy food tastes disgusting. And I had all of this inner blueprint and the self-image that kept me from being a guy that exercised, you know? And, and then I remember like there, like there comes a moment where we have to hit the threshold and make a new decision, a new commitment to create a, something that defines ourselves in a new way. And so I hit that threshold where it's like, I could no longer keep going down that path and being, what, what being was the pain? Path. What was the pain that you, that, that, you know, what was the moment if you like, where you made that decision? Yeah, I, I think it was building. It was compound effect between watching my kids. There were some things that were feeling dis, really disconnected in my marriage. I felt like my life had just hit this this point where it's just like how I was operating no longer was sufficient. So I made this um, decision, which was a big decision to run a marathon, right? And that's a that's a crazy ass decision, you know, twenty six point two miles. That's a long ways to run. And, uh, and it's funny because, you know, I, I had always thought people that run marathons were crazy before, but I knew I needed to make a change. And so it was a bold, bold decision that I made, but I knew in order to make that decision and actually achieve that goal, I needed to see myself different. I needed to recreate this, this blueprint. And so I started focusing on the psychology and I, and I hired a coach and, and I, and I figured out what the right strategy was. And I, and I started the journey of training for uh, a marathon. And over the course of just four months, um, I was able to actually complete and run the marathon. But there was this one moment specifically where I, I really understood this principle that we're talking about right here. And it was this moment where I remember waking up in the morning and it was like 4.45 a.m., right? And prior to this, I was not a morning person. Like I would have said, I'm not a morning person. Like that idea was, was foreign to me, but I woke up at 4.45 and I remember waking up totally wide awake and my body craved running. I wanted to run. So like I couldn't stay in bed any longer because everything in my, me wanted, it was compelled to move forward. And here's the transition. This is, 
this is where success becomes automatic. When you can actually align your mindset with the desires that you have and truly align your desires with your beliefs. When that alignment happens, then success is inevitable. It's, it's natural. It's easy. At that point, I realized it was easier for me to run than to not run. It would have been harder for me to stay in bed. It would have been harder for me to not go to the gym. It would have been harder for me to not eat healthy because my brain had aligned with this identity that says, hey, I'm a marathon runner. Long before I actually created that result. And so the same is true in terms of business. The same is true in terms of relationships. When you can align your belief system with those things that you want, then all of a sudden that's where the success just flows naturally. Can we, can we get a little bit deeper yeah. on this? I just want to get a bit more practical because I think this, this is really important. So just to give you a bit of context, and, and we, we spoke about this before we press record today, I get into this quite a lot. I don't go you know, as deep as some of the different um, perspectives you were going into there, but we touch on this because most of the entrepreneurs, business leaders that I work with one-to-one, if I'm doing any consulting, coaching, whatever it is, this is, this is the thing. It's always the thing. And I love the point you said before about if your blueprint, if your identity is, you know, I can only make a million pounds or a hundred thousand pounds or dollars, whatever it is, you know, you won't go past that or you might get it, but then you'll sabotage it. What I like to do is just understand if you're working with someone as a coach and they've got this identity that's not allowing them to achieve what they want, how do you, how do you work with them? Where do you start? Um, well, it starts by, by these, these are the steps of transformation. And, and I think this is a useful framework for everyone because uh, this is how I you know, look at how to facilitate transformation within a client or when people come to my three-day events, or when people come to our high-end exotic retreats, whatever it is. Like I always use this blueprint because I find that these are the steps required for transformation. The first step, I'll just walk through these real quick and we'll dig into yeah. it. The first step is awareness. Awareness is figuring out how, what I've created and how, right? Understanding what are the results that you're currently experiencing in your life and really getting down to how you've been creating them and why, which is understanding at the core level, what are the limiting beliefs? What are the stories? What are the broken identity patterns that have generated the results that you're experiencing? Because you have to have awareness. This is the first step of consciousness. Consciousness is actually seeing clearly, opening your eyes and understanding what's going on and why, just to be able to see clearly. The second step, is accountability. This is fundamental and foundational to transformation. You cannot create change in your life if at any level you're experiencing life as a victim. Life as a victim means someone else or something else is responsible for what's happening in your life. This is why most people stay stuck is they believe it's their wife's fault or their husband's fault or the government's fault or their boss's fault or their parents' fault or their body's fault. Or they're always pointing outside of them, believing that the source of their problems is outside of themselves. It's a, a space of powerlessness. You cannot be powerful if at any level you believe that you are not 100% responsible for your results. So accountability means looking at the the crap that's showing up in your life and recognizing that you are the sole person that created that. You are the one that chose to create that. And in that choice, you recognize you have something different. So that accountability is the foundation. Got it. Right? Wow. From that accountability, then you move into the next step, which is sovereignty or ownership in your life. Then all of a sudden you can step into alignment. Alignment is like, what do I want? How do I create that? 
and what would I need to believe to create that? This is where we, we create alignment between our desires, our beliefs, and our actions. When those three things are in alignment, the, the what, the how, and the why, when those things are in alignment, then all of a sudden the next step, which is action, is natural and easy, right? The only reason why people struggle to lose weight or to deepen their relationships or to make more money in the business. The only reason why they struggle is because something's out of alignment. They say they want one thing, but internally they believe I'm not worthy. I can't do it. This is too hard. And so they're not alignment. The moment you believe your beliefs are in complete alignment with that desire, then the actions are the easiest thing in the world. Like I said, with that example of health, like, it's more difficult to not work out if you believe in your heart and mind that you're a healthy person, right? Action and the final step is um, uh, just acceleration. Like once you know that you're on the path, then you get to speed up at whatever pace you want. But these steps are critical. So the first step that you're asking about, Nick, this is the foundation. It's like figure out what you would need to believe to be doing the things that are not supporting you. Like what are the beliefs? Like what would I need to believe to feel this way? What would I need to believe to not make this money? What would I need to believe to feel like a failure right now? And, and just really probing deep so you can step in that first level of just conscious awareness so you can see what's actually happening. Got it. Wow. That's really useful. I mean, I think when I speak to entrepreneurs, the one thing that comes up more than anything else is that they don't believe they can grow their business to a point where they create wealth or, or create freedom in their lives. Yeah. They, they, that, they, they all say they want it. But yeah. there's a gap between that vision and, and what they're actually doing day to day in their belief systems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example. Someone says, I want to scale my business. I want to impact more people. I want to make more money. I want to grow a bigger company. I want to like whatever that I want to is. If they're not experiencing it, that means there's a gap and there's some limiting beliefs that are holding them back. So for instance, maybe it's a belief that says, I can't grow my business or it's too hard or maybe it's a fear of success if i'm successful then i'll have too much responsibility or i might fail or maybe it's i uh, people might judge me or want things if i'm successful or maybe it's i'm just not worthy of making money or i'm not worthy of being happy or i'm not you know like it's it's all like there's this messy tangle of limiting beliefs and sometimes there's hundreds even thousands of these inner beliefs that we don't recognize why they're causing these patterns in our life and so that first step of awareness is important then and then knowing how to actually facilitate the shift, right? Once you recognize, I don't believe I can be successful or I'm not worthy of success, or right? I, I am afraid if I'm successful that it'll mean pain because I'll lose my freedom. The moment you recognize it, the next step is like, okay, great. How do you then transform it? How do you shift it, right? Wow. Yeah, no, I'll give you, I'll give you an example to play around with. I think it's useful to, I'll give you an example of, my, of me. <laughs> so this will be a bit of fun. So I've had a pattern for a number of years, which has been um, spending out of, just buying crap I don't need, probably out of a lot of different things. Some of it may be boredom, you know, some of it might be as a reward. Uh, if it goes back even deeper, it's because, you know, I, my family were never particularly good with money. So what I was, my programming when I was younger was one of, of seeing lots of things like that where people would just spend money and then not have any investments and all that sort of thing. So, so I've gone through a process myself, certainly as I've, as I've become more successful financially, of having to deal with that programming and try and change the identity I have of myself um, so I don't sabotage any of, of the um, wealth creation that I'm creating in my life. So do you, do you, yeah. does, that come, do you, does that come, do you see that quite a lot? Do you see those sort of patterns quite a lot? 
Yeah, I, I, there's there's that's a really common pattern. Another common pattern is roller coaster income, where they make a lot of money and then they'll hurry up and spend it or lose it or somehow get rid of it. You know, and so that brings it back to starting from scratch, and then they feel this sense of urgency and they go produce a ton of money and then they lose it. So that roller coaster income is like really common. Uh, sometimes it's common of just feeling um, like no matter how much I make, it's never enough. So there's a lot of people that produce a ton of money that still aren't fulfilled because they still feel inadequate. And it doesn't matter how much money they have, it still feels empty for them, you know? And, and then there's other people that have the story that money's not really that important. So obviously if you believe money's not important, what's the result? You're not going to have a lot of money, right? So there's a lot of different patterns around money, just like there are around relationships around health. Like there's, there's complicated beliefs, but that's a great one that, that you might notice this program that says, Hey, you know, I either spend previously or spend to reward myself and, and I end up buying things that I don't need. And, and that's a great pattern to recognize. Yeah. And the feeling, the feeling I've had from that experience is one of very short term gratification. So, you know, it's a little bit like an addiction or a drug. You kind of, you might for the moment that you've, you know, had the shiny thing, whatever the shiny thing is, you know, but then after a while that dies very quickly and then, you know, you're back in the same position. So in, some, in many cases, when I was doing that, you know, a number of years ago, now I'm, I'm better, I've improved that in my life. Um, I was never getting fulfillment anyway. So it was always one of those things where, you know, there was something missing somewhere else, which meant I was compensating with this particular habit, if you like, um, because I wasn't feeling that, that achievement or that fulfillment or that congruency, to use that word again, um, with, with a greater purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like in order to have the success and the fulfillment, like there's a very unique blueprint of beliefs you need to have, you know, and it's just important anytime we recognize and, and here's the deal. None of us are perfect. Like, I don't care how long you've been in this game. Like there's still times where you're going to do things that are contrary to what your higher self really desires. And in those moments, you just have to step back and think, Oh, wow, what, what was I believing at this time? And, and know how to shift that belief into a more aligned belief yeah wow is there, is there anything when you're when you're working with people or you're experiencing these people come into your events or seminars is there is there a point within that step process that you said before that, that the light bulb comes on is it from awareness or is it from accountability or is it you have to go through the whole thing before you start to see a change happen well in order for the change to happen all the steps are required for sure but it begins by awareness and, it, and I think accountability is like a really important thing. The moment someone realizes that they're actually the ones responsible for the challenges in their life, it's a hard realization, but it's also a liberating one. The moment someone realizes that it's not their spouse's fault that they're feeling disconnection in the relationship, the moment they realize it's not you know, their clients or their boss's fault that they're not experiencing, whatever it is, the moment they realize that they're the source of the creation, it's incredibly um, liberating even though sometimes it's hard because we're conditioned often to be victims, you know, we're caught conditioned often to believe that, you know, want to blame someone else or point the finger at something else. You know, sometimes it feels easier than acknowledging like, Oh wow, I'm responsible for all of this. Um, but what's beautiful is like each person's going to have their breakthrough awareness or the, the shift that they need at different point. Everything is designed to get people back to a space of making a more empowered choice, a decision. A true decision is when Tony Robbins talks about when you cut off, it, it means it comes from Latin, which is de which means to cut off 
from any other possibility. When you make that decision and says, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing from now on, then it's almost like you eliminate those other possibilities. But it takes a lot to create the leverage in someone's life where they make a decision that they're willing to stick to. Yeah, interesting. No, I, um, I jump on calls with people all the time and a lot of the people who contact me through the podcast, you know, some of the listeners, are not necessarily in the stage of scaling up their businesses, but they are attracted to the stuff that we talk about on the show because they want to do it. So they, they want to start a business. They want to create a lifestyle which they have more or they feel like they have more control over um, as opposed to just being an employee or whatever else. What's the, one of the things that gets asked is if someone does burn the boat, to use the, the word that Tony uses and what we're, we're talking around here and they cut the ties, then they get into the kind of like, oh shit moment. Like, you know, I've done it. Now I haven't got anywhere to go back from. I now have to make it work. But they hit this point of, overwhelm or they haven't got a strategy or they haven't but they, you know they have to do it they know that but then what do you what do you say in that situation to someone how do you get someone to be focused and out of their head and more into their you know taking action so here's here's the way that i perceive it there's there's i, I think each of us we're all like we're all insane and what i mean by that is we all have multiple personalities and there's different personalities that we create from there's a personality that each person that's listening has that is um, tired and weak and overwhelmed and insecure. And there's a version of you that there's no way you can actually get the results you want. There's a version of you that created everything that you're up to right now. And there's a version of you that just feels stuck and frustrated and overwhelmed. And there's also this badass version of you that can get anything done. There's a version of you that is unstoppable and powerful. And, and when that version of you gets fully activated, game over. It's easy. It's done. But the, the important thing to recognize is to realize what version of myself am I creating from? What version, what identity of myself is leading the ship right now, is leading this journey? Because if it's that weak, insecure, fearful version of you, I wouldn't bet on that person like succeeding like that person's going to stay stuck and it will fail because that's what that person is capable of. But if you step into that other version of you, the fully activated individual that is unstoppable and powerful game over, like it's, mm. it's going to be easy. And so, and so recognizing what are your, like one of the things I do with a lot of my clients is I do a process of, of, state manager teaching them the recipe for success how to shift into that version of them that makes success easy and and when someone recognizes how easy it is they can go there over and over and over again until it becomes anchored so that that then becomes the natural version that they live from um so it, it really is like learning how to condition yourself consistently to show up as that more, most powerful version of you cool okay this is great i'm going to ask another question on this one because you said before there are some strategies that you specifically teach to help them get into that state. What, what are some of the things you advise? Obviously, we're not going to be able to get people to listen to the podcast. And they're going to be able to necessarily take all the action on that. But I think a lot of people understand the concept that when they show up and they're in flow, you know, it's another word that gets used quite a lot. Yeah. It's, it's effortless, you know, and yeah. I've, I've been in situations where I've pitched, for example, for big investments and I'm so intentional in that meeting i'm so like you know i'm so certain that the, the only outcome is going to be the result that i want when i you know i get the result there's no question about it and i know a yeah. lot of entrepreneurs are in the same place so so how do you get into that state yeah let me actually give everyone here an experience right so if you're listening right now just play along 
And I just want you to notice how easy this is. In, in this moment, I'm going to invite you, if you're driving, um, recommending you don't do this, maybe listen to it when you can. But for if you're not driving, just take a moment and just allow yourself in this moment to sit in the most weak and powerless version of you. S sit as though you were totally depressed, completely overwhelmed. Right now, sit in that state where you are feeling like you, there's no way you can do it. And just allow yourself in this moment as you feel that to recognize that feeling. Allow yourself to feel that in your body and recognize that anytime we're experiencing emotion, it comes from three different things. First, it comes from the way we use our body. So recognize right now what your recipe is for depression, for exhaustion, for being overwhelmed. For you, as, Do you notice? Are you sitting tall and strong or are you slunched over? Probably slunched over. Are you breathing deep and full or light and shallow? probably light and shallow. Is your focus up or is it focused down? It's probably down. And recognize this is a universal pattern for depression, for feeling overwhelmed. And, and so that first step is recognizing that our physiology leads our experience. And notice this is your recipe for creating depression and being overwhelmed. Now, recognize what are the, the thoughts or images that go through your mind. When you feel overwhelmed, what are the things you, you're focusing your attention on. You're focusing on things not working out. You're focusing on problems that you're experiencing. You're focusing on all the things you need to do that aren't done. You're focusing on people being disappointed. Like there's this, there's these images and pictures that go through your mind that instantly create that emotional vibration in your life. <clears throat> and then notice the words that you say in this space. What are the beliefs that, that show up? So the beliefs are, I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm not going to make it. I feel overwhelmed. I feel stressed. I'm not supportive enough. Notice that there's all of these like framework of beliefs that generate this emotion. And notice how quickly, even just like me speaking these things, notice how quickly you can go. Some of you are conditioned where this is the natural state that you most often live in, right? But I'm going to take you through an exercise right now. I want you to see how fast you can shift that. So right now, I'm just going to invite you to stand up right now and just go ahead and stand up and move your body and just shake that out. Just shake that out of your body. And right now, I'm just going to invite you to stand as your most powerful version of you. Stand right now as though you are totally excited about your life. Feel lit up. Feel so excited. Feel knowing that amazing things are happening right now. And just take a big, deep breath in and feel that energy flowing through your body. Notice how instantly, differently you stand and feel. Stand as though you're totally unstoppable. Notice. How are you standing? Slunched over or tall and strong? Notice how you're tall and strong. Your shoulders are back. Is your focus down or is it up? You're looking up. Your head straight forward. Notice your breath. Are you light and shallow or deep and full? Notice you're breathing deep and that oxygen's flowing through your body. Notice how much your body is now activated and you feel this unstoppable energy flowing through every cell of your body right now. And when you feel totally excited, totally confident, what is it that you focus on? See those pictures in your mind. See how everything always works out for you. See yourself dominating the, the goals that you have and being able to accomplish that. See that absolute confidence of walking around and just getting things done. All of the right people being drawn to you. Feel that in your body right now and, and notice the pictures that go through your mind. Notice the thoughts right now that circulate through your brain when you're totally confident, when you're totally secure. Notice how you think, I'm unstoppable. I'm powerful. I am limitless. It's easy for me to succeed. Wealth and abundance are easy for me to manifest in my life. I love creating my life. I can do anything I put my mind to. And just feel that energy flowing through your body and just notice this is the recipe for unstoppable power.
this is the recipe. This is the state in which you can accomplish whatever you put your mind to and feel that in your body. Don't just think about it. Embody that energy right now. And from this state, ask yourself the question, what is possible for me when I operate as this version of myself? What's possible? Anything, right? And just notice how easy it was to shift from the less resourceful, less powerful version of you to this, where you're absolutely unstoppable. And it's that easy. It's not easy. Just understand that this is conditioning. What if, what if you just practice every day walking around like this? What if you practice breathe? And here's one of the reasons why like physical exercise is important because it naturally causes you to breathe deeply and puts you in the state. Like that's what exercise does for you, but you can manufacture that energy anytime you choose by making the choice and just going through this simple process of stepping in the right physiology of your body and embodying that energy, focusing on the images of what you want rather than what you don't want. And then focusing on the thoughts and beliefs and make whatever it is you're wanting to create easy and effortless. Boom. All right. I'll tell you what, I think I raised about two inches then as you were doing that. <laughs> Don't you feel that? You like, like you feel that. You feel that energy. You feel this like shift. You feel this yeah. energy. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I, was, I wasn't sitting on the floor in a slump beforehand, but I was definitely like, you know, I've got a few goosebumps here. It's funny. I, was, I, I talk about the patterns of people who are successful. And, you know, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, a templated blueprint to anything. I think everyone has to take what works for them, own what works for them and, and almost chisel away the stuff that doesn't work for them. But as I speak to successful entrepreneurs on this show and I speak to people who have done some amazing things, the same things show up all the time. So I was talking to a, a guy by the name of Oren Clapp. Now, Oren Clapp has got a book called Pitch Anything, which is considered the sort of pitching playbook. Um, you know, it's sold over a million copies. And he goes and does deals, you know, in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And I said to him at the end of the interview I did with him a few uh, few months back, I said, you know, when you're going in there and you know that there's a lot riding on this pitch, there's a lot riding on, you know, people are expecting you to win. What do you do? You know, do you have a ritual? Is my question to him. And he said, almost word for word, exactly what you said. He goes, I get in state, I jump around, you know, I practice in my head. I know I'm going to win. I get certain. I have sort of affirmations. You know, sometimes he listens to music, you know, again, just changes his environment. So when he walks into that room and has to perform and has to deliver, it's not a, you know, I might do this. It's uh, it's done. You know, I will, I will make this happen. Yeah, exactly. It, and, and, and it's amazing how um, tangible that shift is once that decision is made, right? Once you shift in that energy, it's like this, you know, there was this interesting study. Um, there's a TED talk by this woman named Amy Cuddy. Um, and she talks about body language, and, and this just gives you a simple example, but they studied all these different people in their body language and what they would do in terms of interviews. And so they studied this group and how most people, when they're preparing for an interview, they're about to go in, they're slunched over, they're waiting in the waiting room, they're just like, you know, they're in this very unresourceful physical state. And what they did is they took a segment of the group and they just had them stand in a power pose with their arms above their head or standing like Wonder Woman or like really like feeling that physical energy and they would stand and walk around for five minutes before they went in the interview. And the results were shocking in terms of how much more successful the people were in getting the job when they just simply did the Superman, Superwoman power pose before they went into the interview. And it's so simple yet. There's so many people are so clueless. They don't even know why they're not getting the results they want. They can't see. They don't understand how they're responsible for the state and they're creating from a version of themselves that yeah. can't succeed. I, you, you often hear the opposite. So I, I talk to um, people when, if someone's in a needy state, 
a desperation state, let's call it that, you know, people can feel that and people normally connect with that. So if I say to someone like, you know, if you're trying to win a customer, you know, a really important deal and, and you go into that, like, oh, please give me, please give me the deal. You know, you may not say the words, but you'll show up in that state, you know, yeah. more often than not, people can sense it. And it's really creepy, <laughs> you know, suppose yeah. most people connect with that, but they don't connect with the opposite. They don't connect with, hold on, if you turn in there, like, as you said, Superman, Superwoman, then you know what, you can have the opposite impact. So I think this 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 you know, conversation we're having is quite game changing for and I, you know obviously this is scale up your business but a lot of the time I talk about the person and I talk about the first thing that you need to do to be able to get to where you want to with your business is who you become and and how you lead yourself and this is this is very much about how you lead yourself and how you think about yourself. Yeah, it, it totally is, and and it's interesting how simple these tools are, but how profound they are, like this one little shift of, of knowing how to manage your state. If you can just, if that's all that changed from listening to the podcast, from being here and you just practice stepping up and changing your state and being more powerful and resourceful, that could be worth millions for you, right? Like it's it's really like these little shifts make the big difference. It's like the way that I I perceive it is it's like, um, you know, like a railroad track, um, they have these little two inch piece of steels called switch points, right? And depending on which direction those little two inch pieces of steel, you know, decides which direction the train will go. Um, and I feel like that's how decisions are. It's like these little micro decisions that make the big, big impacts. And, and once again, like a simple decision to say, hey, today, I'm going to practice every day. I'm going to have a daily ritual of getting activated and stepping into my highest and best self. That's my, that's my game. All I'm going to do is focus on that for the next 30 days. If you did that and you started conditioned to show up in that version of you, like your whole life would change. Everything would be radically different just from that one tiny, tiny little switch point. Yeah, I love that. That's a great analogy. And I wanted to go a little bit into the whole, the, the rituals and habits thing. Um, because if, if your programming is years of just stuff and you know obviously people then get awareness and they understand that you know they have to take control of themselves to step out of it how do you how do you do that is it a compound interest thing is it the you know every day you have to do some things which start to reprogram you um it's obviously not a quick fix the decision might be quick but the belief system needs a bit more work is that right is that accurate um you know it's interesting i'd say yes and no um there's, there's some people think that if you have the belief that says change is hard or change is difficult or change takes a lot of time, then guess what? That's going to be your reality. If you have the belief that change is impossible, then that will be your reality. If you have the belief that change is easy, change is fast, and change can happen in an instant, then that will be your reality. And so it just depends on what belief system you're choosing to operate from. I choose to believe that change is easy. I choose to believe change can happen in an instant. And I choose to believe change can last long term. And what I find is for a lot of people, what they need is an immersive experience. This is why I'm, I'm passionate about the, the seminars and retreats that we do, because, you know, we can have like these moments of inspiration. We can have these thoughts. You can have all these great ideas. You can walk away from a podcasting. Oh my gosh, that was really inspiring. Got a lot of ideas, but then you get consumed and sucked back in your life before it actually gets integrated at a cellular level. And so that's one of the reasons why I do my three-day event. I have an event called the Legendary Breakthrough Intensive, which is all about helping people condition those patterns and rituals of success in their life. So when they walk away three days later, it's not just a thought. It's not just a good idea. 
it's something that now they embody. So it would be difficult for them to go back to their old version. And so I find that those immersive experiences are really important. And that's also why I believe like long-term accountability coaching is important just to help make sure that people are reinforcing those right things. But I believe change can happen fast. And the things I've seen happen just in the course of three days when people come to these events is it's nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, no, I've seen the same thing when I've been to various Tony Robbins events and my own experience um, going to things like They With Destiny. In fact, UPW was the first event I went to. And that, you know, four-day event, you know, after day two, everything changed for me because there were things that I experienced and reflected on that I'd probably haven't thought about for years that I realized was holding me back in terms of what I do now. So I had, I was definitely not, I mean, I'm, these days, I, you can't stop me with anything entrepreneurial these days. Um, in fact, there isn't anything I'm not doing every day that's not entrepreneurial in some way, shape or form. But I had a belief system was that I wasn't an entrepreneur and that I could never be a successful entrepreneur. And it was only until I met my father years later and realized, because he left when I was two, I realized that he was one. So I thought, oh, okay, you know, perhaps the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. And then I had a couple of other experiences where, you know, back to your same level of pain, where I realized, actually, I need to change something. Went to UPW and then connected with my true self as to what I do now. Um, and it changed in an instant. So it definitely didn't matter about what I had been saying for years in that immersive experience, I made the decision to change everything. Yeah. So I agree with you. I, I, I suppose the question just to you know, put it is that this idea of programming conjures up the idea of something that's, you know, in your system, but I'd like to believe as well that people can change their programming just with a thought and with, you know, a set of actions and, and it is something that doesn't have to be, you know, oppressing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that in order for change to um, happen, like it doesn't, it can't be hard, you know? So if something's harder, our subconscious will rebel against it. And so we have to believe it's easy and fun and it's got to be built on, on the pain has got to be greater for not doing it. Like Tony Robbins talks about this pain pleasure principle, right? We've got to associate more pain to not doing it than to doing it and more pleasure to doing it than not doing it. So, so it has to be leveraging those emotions so that the change is fun and easy and natural. You know, as long as it's hard, our brain will say, screw that. I'm not doing that. You know, you can, you can do it for a moment, but long term, it's never going to work. Like Maxwell Maltz says this in his book. He says, willpower is never enough to outperform your core self-image. Willpower, you cannot have enough willpower to sustain that change long-term. It's impossible. You know, you can't diet long enough. You can't force yourself to work hard enough. You can't, you know, focus yourself to show up in a relationship long enough if internally you believe it's hard or difficult or you don't want to. I think your brain will always sabotage. Your subconscious always wins. Wow. Do you know what? This has been awesome. I'm conscious you've been very generous with your time, Gerald. I mean, there's heaps of stuff here. Um, the, thing, the key takeaway for me, which I think is going to be helpful for everybody listening, is you know, the point you made at the very, very beginning around identity. Because what I see is I see a lot of people who have lots of I am statements, which are, again, incongruent with what their vision is. So yeah. they, you know, they come to me and they say, I, I can't scale my business. I don't, I, you know, I'm not able to do that. You know, I, you know, there's a piece there where the first thing I say is I absolutely agree that someone who can start a business is, is a different person to someone who scales it. 
yeah. but it doesn't mean it's not the same person. But there is a different, to use your words, a different skill set and a different mindset to take the business to the next level than there is from starting it up. And as soon as people understand that, and then they go, well, how do I do it? And they realize that they can learn that and they can apply it. You know, that, that's, the, that's the point where you see the change. Certainly in my experience, working with lots of entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I really agree. Like when someone sees the possibility, then believes the possibility, and then they start, start stepping into that possibility. And, and that, that's really where the, the magic happens for me when, when someone comes and they're, they're so conditioned to living the life that they've been living, right? And they may have tried change in the past. They may have had these ideas from reading books or going to seminars. They're like, oh my gosh, I, I see that. But internally, they haven't actually made the shift in their life where they knew that was possible. When, when they can actually see that change that they desire and internally know that they deserve it, then watching that transformation happens is for me the most fulfilling thing on the planet. And that's the reason why I love coaching and doing seminars, you know, and, and, and you know, serving your people, you know, and, 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 and audiences like this is because I love watching that change and transformation happens for me. That's my favorite game on the planet is, yeah. is watching transformation. I fully agree with you, mate. I fully agree with you. And, you know, you can see even from, you know, the conversation today, you, can, you know, you've obviously found your purpose, your mission, your passion, and, and are helping a lot of people. And I know the conversation today, we've gone into some of these similar concepts before with people like Rock, Rock Thomas, who's a mutual friend of ours, but not to the level of depth that we've gone into today. And I think the practicality of some of the stuff we've talked about is going to help a lot of people listening to this podcast. So, so Gerald Rogers, thank you very much. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to, after listening to this? Um, I would love uh, just to extend the invitation. Obviously you can find me on Facebook or just Google Gerald Rogers, but I want to give you the invitation. If you actually want to come experience some of the magic that we do, uh, we have this event called legendary seminar. So if you go to legendary seminar.com, I know a lot of your audience is, uh, over on the other side of the pond. So uh, this does happen in, in Utah, but I promise it's worth the journey to be here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a commitment. It's, it's something that I promise will change your life. So go to legendaryseminar.com if you're really called to have an immersive experience. Um, but you can definitely find me on, on, uh, on social media, Gerald Rogers. Just once again, Google Gerald Rogers. You'll find me. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, the other thing that I, I want to, but out there is, uh, you know, I, I do hope that someday I'll be able to come over to your 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 corner of the world and, and do some work there. So if there's anyone that happens to listen to this and wants to, you know, invite me over and speak to your group or your audience so that I can. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because we're in the process of trying to organize something next year around that. So I think let's talk about that. <laughs> I would love that. And, and I was talking to I was talking to Rock about that, too, because I want to. The thing that seems to in my audience, I mean, my audience is, you know, globally, but obviously the core is in the UK. And, and what, what I'm finding is there isn't anything here that I've seen which starts to go into the concepts we're talking about today aligned with the focus on business. And, and one of the things that, that I've been sort of saying is that, you know, once you get yourself, it's not only this because everyone's got different things that are different challenges for them. But often a lot of problems that people have or, or, or challenges they face come from financial issues. And one of the things, you know, I've been exploring is, you know, once you kind of get that sorted, you know, obviously it doesn't mean that it's going to fix your relationship, doesn't mean that it's going to help you lose weight, but it takes away a big thing that causes a lot of angst. So I'm, um, I'm working on something which is going to be bringing together the mindset, the skill set um, to help people really understand what it means to move towards that goal of financial freedom. I love that. I think that's so, so amazing. Anything I can do to support you, brother, let me know. 
Will do. Well, Gerald, thank you very much for coming on the Scale Up Your Business podcast. Thank you for serving the audience today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, it's an honor. Thank you so much. And for everyone that's out there, just uh, take these principles, apply them, and just remember this is your life. So be legendary. Thank you. So that is Gerald Rogers. What do you think? Okay, a bit out there, a bit different from some of the episodes I've done recently. Probably a little bit sort of aligned to the one we uh, we did with Rock Thomas a few weeks back. But hopefully you got a lot out of it and hopefully you got a lot out of that that intervention. I love the the concept that, you know, who you are in your in your best self versus someone who's probably showing up not how you want to can change everything. And I sometimes call that flow as I mentioned. And you know when you're in flow, you know that when you can turn up into a meeting and you can absolutely be on it, you're focused, you're there, it makes a big difference in terms of how successful you are in, in the outcomes of that of that meeting. So, so there you go, a few extra tools to add to the toolkit. If you take one thing away from the show today, just realize that you have the potential, you have the power, you have the identity to show up in the way that you choose. And if you want to go deeper into that, then, you know, always get in touch with me. I'm always happy to kind of point you in a few different directions. It's not specifically what I do, what I coach on, uh, but I certainly implement some of those strategies into my businesses, how I'm leading teams, and it makes a massive, massive difference. So just a couple of quick announcements. I have got five places left on my coaching and mentoring program. That's one-to-one with me next year. So it's closing fast. So if you are interested in working with me one-to-one where I can help you guide your business, uh, so that's everything from vision, goals, outcomes, strategies. We get into skill set and we get into mindset. If you want to work with me, then please get in touch. I expect that I will have that program full, certainly for the first quarter um, by January. So if you want to get in with that and you think I can add some value to you to scaling your business, please get in touch. And the second thing I'm delighted to announce is that I am going to be co-hosting an event. It's on the 11th and 12th of January in London at a place called the Plexal. I think it's in East London. And I'm doing that with a really, really good friend of mine called Jane Baylor. Now, Jane Baylor runs an amazing group on Facebook called The Smart Connector. She's got a book. She's got a podcast coming out. In fact, she's going to be on, on Scale Up Your Business very, very soon because I'm going to interview her. Her big thing is about the power of connection. So we are hosting an event. It is called The Pocket MBA. Um, as I said, it's going to be on January 11th and 12th in London. I'm going to be there for the full two days. I'm going to be hosting um, a couple of sessions. There's a dinner um, in the, uh, the nighttime between the days. And the whole purpose, the whole reason we're doing this is how you can banish entrepreneurial overwhelm, take control of your business, take control of your life, and again, really start the new decade on a high. Go in there, think about it, scale up your business. And, you know, as I've said many a time, it's about, you know, getting yourself in a room where you can really change the network that you're around, get some new ideas and start to take action. So as I said, I'm really delighted to be co-hosting that event. If you are interested in that, please get in touch and I'll um, um, get you the details. Have a conversation with me about it if you like, see if that's a fit for you. But there is going to be quite a lot of people there. It's more of a a bigger event than any type of one-to-one coaching or group coaching. But we are going to get into some specific mechanics around scale-up. So that's it for this week. Hope you enjoyed that awesome uh, interview with Gerald Rogers. And as I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Bye for now.